Welcome to Car Bomb Podcast, episode 447. Uh, I'm Peter. Joining me are Jesse and um, Kieran. Uh, Chris Hello. isn't here today. Uh, and he told us to roast us. Or to roast him, I should say. <laughs> Boy, way to fuck that up, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of roasting, I got a new air fryer combination toaster. Oh. Oh, are you going to put Chris inside of it? <laughs> yeah, that's why Chris isn't here. Peter cooked him and ate him. It, I mean, you, this thing has room for multiple trees. He was like, it I want you guys it. to... He's like, I can't come, I want you guys to roast me. And Peter took it very literally. He was yeah. like, I do have a new air fryer. I guess I could do that. Yeah. Um, how would he taste? Chris won't fit, though. Chris won't fit, piece. though. Do you want to know why? Why? Theme song. That didn't answer it's the question. It, yeah, it's, 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 is it because he's like a like a large man? Is that why you calling him obese? I'm. We'll have to hold on. I'm going to say something unpopular here. You don't have to be obese to not fit in an air fryer. <laughs> yeah, Jesse, I'm sick of this. I don't know, this, Jesse. This, I'm it sick of this like PC bullshit. Politically, I'm just saying. Jesse's gone woke, folks. Yep. I'm going to say, just because you're bigger than a bread box does not mean <laughs> that you're obese, okay? Well, That's my hot take. Well. Yeah. In fact, a bread box can't fit in a fucking air fryer. That is where you're wrong, my friend. I can fit an entire loaf of bread in this air fryer. But not the box. All right, all right. That it comes in. Well, mm, that it comes in. Do you get your bread boxes? Yeah, that's where you buy your, yeah. you buy the bread in the box. Yeah, it just goes box down to bread, Boxco. Right. Yeah. Bo- yeah, Boxco. Yeah, yeah. Box bread. Boxco bread. <laughs> I'm actually we get secondhand bread. Mm. It's it's all like leftover slices for various loaves of bread they put together and box up for you. Honestly, yep. not the worst idea. No. That's you know, like there are people like... who like. Sorry, go ahead, Peter. I was gonna say, compared to like secondhand cheese, there are people out there who like. <laughs> I say, as Jesse eats a taco, <laughs> their socks. It's a good taco. But what if, what if there were people who mix, mix matched the slices of the bread on their sandwich? Like ones like a <sighs> sourdough, and then ones like an artisan, like whole grain loaf, or ones like ciabatta, and the others like a Subway hero roll. <laughs> See, I don't know if that's like a, a pure psychopath maneuver or simply a brave new world that we've yet to explore. Yeah. You I, know, like is this is this untapped potential? I think there are bad combinations, like the last one I mentioned, but I think there could be some interesting why not? Get yeah. some different kinds of breads. Change it up. Well, like imagine if you had like rosemary on top and roasted garlic on the bottom. Yeah. And then yeah, you had yeah. like and and I anything think my in the only middle. Rule... I think my only rule would be that the both breads have to have the same like consistency or like hardness. Do you know what I mean? Like you can't have like a soft bread and a, and a harder one. Like to me, that would be weird. Maybe, but what if what if it's a saucy sandwich, right? And so the bottom loaf is a little harder and denser, so it can soak up oh, the sauce. Top fuck. loaf, a little lighter, because it doesn't need to do that work. It can get crispy if you're like toasting it, or it can just stay soft. So. Less mouth damage from like too crispy or hard bread. Yeah, guys, I gotta apologize. I've I've been closed minded. <laughs> I think <laughs> piece of shit. Look, look, it's not God. very often people can realize they've been a bit of a breadist, but now that's it. I'm gonna stop listening to Jordan Peterson and I'm gonna <laughs> open my mind up to different sandwiches. Yeah. Well, <laughs> speaking of Jordan Peterson, uh, my oven is actually very what? easy to clean. Oh. Eh? Kill Jordan Peterson in, the, in your <laughs> oven too? No, no, it's because like one of the actual like good pieces of advice he has because of course he, he you know he bases stuff on Jungian philosophy is the clean your room thing that people like to okay. kind of phone at. But like having a clean space you live in does help. I thought you were saying you fried him alive and it was easy to clean the mess out of your oven. No, if I now I am not endorsing that idea in any way, but I am saying <laughs> if I manage to fit him in there. It would be efficient. He looks very fragile. Like, you could break his bones in ways that would make him fit, I think, pretty easily. Well, I mean, all you have to do is, um, 
No, you know what? That, I had a joke. <laughs> I hate that joke. I'm going to leave that alone. Not because it would still make fun of him, but it would be... Ah, yeah. I just want to move on. So what'd you guys do this weekend? Anyways. <sighs> tell me a story. Well, tell, tell you what we didn't do. Didn't play Monopoly. Uh, yep. We talked about it on the podcast a little bit before, but essentially we had a Monopoly stream planned. Kind of fell apart because... And this is... I'm going to... I'm going to be a little bitch for 10 seconds, only because the absurdity of what happened is crazy. I was texting everyone, coordinating uh, times of who's going to do what shift, who's available, not available, etc. And I had only scheduled the first 24 hours in case, for whatever reason, the Monopoly game went that long. Mm -hmm. And a bunch of people bailed, but only the early slots... If I wanted to start that stream at fucking 8 p.m. and go to 5 or like uh, 8 a.m., I could do it. <laughs> Everyone else was like, yeah, I'm still down. Everyone's like, noon to 4, that's, it doesn't, I can't. It's a whole thing. Yeah. I'm sad because I wanted to uh, visit Jacob's Loft while I was downtown. Yeah. I mean, we're going to reschedule. I think we're looking at, I think, uh, March 11th and 12th as the tentative yep. new date. And I'm in for 8 a.m. Uh, yeah. I have so, yeah, to gonna, because my BCA appointment's that. in the afternoon. All right. Uh, yeah, so we're going to look at that, but what ended up happening is I impromptu was like, I need to go to the pub, and then it, it kind of became a bigger thing than what I planned. Mm -hmm. So a bunch of people went to uh, the Packing House, which is a, a local dive bar for karaoke night, and um, like three things got out of hand. The The first thing was there was a group took over the whole like corner of the pub. And at first we thought it was a bachelorette party, but then it was like a breast cancer awareness thing, which was actually kind of cool. And that's cool, because I was not aware of breast cancer. I didn't know about it. I'm just being annoying. But they were raising money by doing like a 50-50 draw. But then the craziest thing is they were also doing donations where it was $3, no. It was $2 for 50-50, $5 allows you to grab someone's tit, and then $10 allowed you to motorboat them. And I think there were three three women you could choose from for your motorboating experience. Yes. Yeah, you would donate. They'd go around the table, you would donate, and then they would take you over into this other room and then I well, like other part of the pub. And I assume like like a brothel, they would line up and be like, Which which woman would you like to motorboat? And then you would motorboat them in front of your table. And it was strange. It was just a strange vibe. Well it's also the ten dollars got you I mean it got you 45 seconds of motorboating, apparently. Yes, I, that's a long motorboat. Okay, that's uncomfortably long. Like, how do you keep going that long? How do you keep going like... Like, no one has ever motorboated that long. You'd get self-conscious. Well, okay. it's, it's, it's too silly of a thing to do for that long. That long. Well, and I'll out someone here. So my, my uh, someone paid for my girlfriend to go get a motorboat. <clears throat> Um, and so she did it and I don't know, 10 seconds and then like, we're done. And the person's like, no, no, it's 45 seconds. And then both my girlfriend and the girl she was motorboating was like, that's, it's a lot. That's, <laughs> that's an <laughs> like, insane no amount one, of time. No one's really, neither of us are super into that time frame. Uh, we're good. Thank you. That's like incredibly intimate. Yeah. Like, you know, someone after that. <laughs> Peter is shocked. Um, mm. Peter's like, "Damn, I missed out." I did, but it was it was just, and then afterwards, from that group, because they were they were getting shittered too while this was happening, and from what I can tell, mm. they raised a fuck ton of money, so good for them. Mm. Um, but at one point, someone got called up for karaoke named Big Daddy J, and presumably Big he, Daddy J, he put his name in as that, or someone else put his name in. For I, that's what I'm unclear of because he came back and was like, You don't have to call me Big Daddy J. Like, he kind of wanted to undo it, mm. but she, the person called his name several times and he didn't show up. So they're like, Okay, hey, well, we'll go to the next person. But as they're about to do that, someone runs up to from that group to the karaoke booth and like whispers in their ear. And the karaoke host goes, Oh, okay, uh, Big Daddy J is a little. Uh, busy right now. We'll we'll get back to him later. And then as they're walking away, someone wants to clarify why he's busy. And all we hear is, "Oh, he took Donna, and they're in a truck in the parking lot." 
I thought it was more graphic I, than that. I thought they that they literally yelled like he's fucking Donna in a truck in the back oh, of the I truck. I missed that part, but yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty like because they were very drunk. So the, yeah, I'm pretty sure they yelled like Big Daddy Jay's fucking Donna in the back of his truck. I don't know that um, Skeet Ulrich song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we were laughing at this because that's what a cast of characters. Big Daddy Day, Jay and Donna. Wow. I always hoped those kids would get together. But so we're laughing and we're like, ha 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 ha. We're waiting. Someone else goes up and goes up and sings, right? Um, and then after they finish, uh, they're calling out like different names and they call out Big Daddy Jay's name again. And in he walks from outside, smiling, like with the biggest shit eating grin imaginable. His, 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 smiles from ear to ear and beyond and the entire bar cheers for him and starts <laughs> clapping didn't he, didn't he also walk in with with S-T-D. donna and like fist bumper yes yeah i was gonna say and then the girl came in behind him and then he turned to her and gave her a fist bump <laughs> i want that to be in the next mass effect game is what you do post sex after you're done in the back of your Mako. Yeah. Now, Kieran, what song did Big Daddy Jay? And say? then, yeah, the gr- the cherry on top of this sexy, beautiful Sunday uh, that took place on a Saturday is Big Daddy Jay goes up and uh, and you're sitting there and you're like, okay, Big Daddy Jay just had sex, and we were joking about what song he might pick. Um. And suddenly, I hear the chords of. American Pie, the but it's not American Pie. He's singing the weird Al Yankovich, <laughs> and it gets Star what's... Wars. Yeah, the Star Wars. The, so- the saga begins. Is what? Yeah, called. it's called. It's, it's the uh, bye, my bye, bye. This Anakin guy. Ma, like, ma, uh, this here Anakin guy. Maybe Vader someday later. Mm-hmm. Now he's just yeah, a small just fry. Just a small fry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he busts. (laughs) He busts that this guy who's just gotten done laying pipe in the back of a truck. Come in, fist bump the lady, been cheered by the whole bar. Goes up on stage and busts out, "My my, this here Anakin guy." (laughs) I don't. I don't want to ever accuse someone of peaking because Big Daddy J might have more to offer the world. But I feel like this is a. This is one of the peaks of his life, if not the peak. Yeah, and people went crazy. We the, the the whole the whole the whole pub lost their minds, especially us though. You're gonna be yeah, like we were just astounded by it. It was a you're treat. Be mad when he wins an Emmy for the Legend of Zelda Netflix <coughs> series. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what Big Daddy Jake goes on to do. Timestamp this, guys, and, and you know, let us know <laughs> um, in a few years if, if Pierre's called... like fucking hail if you're hail mary from half court. Yeah. Right? Anyways, <laughs> yeah, it was it was a beautiful moment. Uh, it, it it's like a peak care. It's like it will remain in my mind as a peak karaoke yeah. moment. Uh, also, peak um, Rutland. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. very there, Rutland. What you've just described. <laughs> there was there was a quieter moment that reminds me of another great story that you and I, I think you and I, had this cured, which was. I went up and sang Rooster by Allison Chains, which is one of my go-tos. And as I'm going up to get a, a like, put in another song, um, a girl comes up beside me. He's like, oh, you sang really good. I was like, thank you. He's like, oh, you sound just like him. And then the, the compliments kept going in a way that, okay, she's flirting with me. And one of my favorite things to do is just not flirt. Like, especially when I'm in a relationship, not be like, oh, sorry, I have a girlfriend or whatever. Just like, oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. And just hard stop it back and, mm-hmm. and the confusion that happens there. But it reminded me of... There was a time, I think it was you and me, Kieran, at that pub where we're having a drink and these two girls come up to us and they're like, do you want to buy us a drink? And we both just go, no. <laughs> and they, they were just flabbergasted <laughs> that we didn't qualify our no. Yeah, we both just looked at each other like, no, no. And then, but then no. they asked, they were like, what are you like broke or something? Do you not have money? And we were like, no, we just don't want to. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and they were like, "What the f-? like?" All their sense of reality had shattered, <laughs> and they, they had no idea. I just hope um, they deserved it. Fun. 
I mean, I would say, here's like, if they were, like, just, like, do you want to buy us a drink, timid, and then, like, okay, thanks, bye, the qualifier of, like, what are you broke was definitely, like, Yeah, then, yeah. that's licensed to be mean. That, that That's definitely someone who went out to kick a child after. That's like, okay, gloves yeah, are absolutely. off. Yeah. Time to yeah. make some women feel bad. Yeah. Mm. Time, time to make Jordan Peterson proud. Yeah. <sighs> I'm going to fight Chris, I'm going to tell you. Chris, I'm going to tell you right now, if you reference him in any way in the title of this episode, I'm going to be pissed. Um, yeah, please don't. That, that, I mean, last karaoke night was also very fun. As crazy as the crowd went for uh, the Anakin Skywalker song, uh, imme- basically immediately after that, a guy came up to sing um, Break Shit? Break Stuff? Break Shit? What the? Oh, right! Breaks, um... The, the, yeah, Break Stuff by Link, uh, Limp Bizkit. Limp Bizkit. Yeah. And the pub went insane. I forgot about that. Like, everyone word-for-word singing it, like, like, screaming and headbanging. Rutland Anthem. Um, I've never been a Limp Bizkit fan. Uh, I have many friends and acquaintances and people I grew up with who love that stuff. It's not for me, but the pub went bananas. And I turned to Jesse and I was just like, man, it's a lot of drywall been punched by this collective group of people. Well, and, and the best part is the the guy that went up and sang it is a, a guy who's a regular. I'm kind of a regular at the pub. I've, I've started to know the regulars, which is fun, but also there's like a mm-hmm. it's a weird love hate relationship where you're like, I come to this pub too much, right? Like it's it's one of those things. But it's Jordan who goes there a lot, and he actually went up. He was going to go up just before Big Daddy J came back in, and was like ready to go, and then got like, yeah, no, no, cool, cool. We'll wait, we'll wait. I'll let him sing or whatever. Oh no, sorry. Deji went up, and then Jordan went up, and then the breast cancer people came up just as he's about to sing and did, like, four or five raffles in a row, and he's just standing there ready to go. And after, like, a bunch of, like, dry raffles, like, if you have this ticket, please come up. If you have this ticket, please come up. To just jump into break stuff was, like, super fucking hard. Yeah, it was, it was hard for it. The only other thing notable that happened to me is days. after I finished singing a song, two girls at a table were like you like they were very drunk they're like you're the guy who betrayed johnny depp and i was like what and they're like you're the guy who screwed over johnny depp and i was like i don't know what you're talking about i don't know i didn't know you were amber heard yeah yes yeah that's no didn't they say in a movie yeah and then they clarified they're like in a movie and i was like oh what movie and they're like blow and i was like "Oh." oh okay and then i was like what do you mean? And they're like, you're the guy, you look like the guy. And I was like, is that good? And they're like, yeah, but he's a bad guy. And I was like, okay, have a good night. <laughs> you you do you. Wait, I don't know yeah. who they mean. I refuse to look. Oh, isn't that Paul Rubens? That. Paul Oh my Rubens? God, did they say they were like, uh, that's Pee Wee, uh, Kieran. Yeah. I doubt that's what they meant. Uh, well, I don't. Because it wouldn't be... I'm trying to remember who else is in that. Maybe Penelope, Penelope Cruz. Yeah, uh, that would be that would be nice. Yeah, I look like Penelope Cruz. Oh, maybe a bit like uh, Jordy Mola. I don't, I don't see it, but maybe. Okay, yeah. let's okay, definitely let's not Ray Liotta. This. You're definitely not Ray Liotta. Let's Leota. settle this. Def, definitely not Cliff Curtis. God, no, he's not Cliff Curtis. <laughs> no. Did you see who Cliff are Curtis you, are plays you... in that movie? Oh shit! Is it? Are you Ethan Supley? Yeah, oh. No. Okay. I think that they're saying I'm... If I'm looking here and I'm being nice to myself, it's Jordy Mola. Yeah, I was pretty sure it was Jordy yeah. Mola. I mean, what about Bobcat Goldthwait? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that's probably... I'm Emma Roberts. I was just about to say, though. <laughs> She was in that? Yeah. I yeah. apparently. I didn't know she was acting that she must have been like ten years old. Uh she was yep, ten years old. Wow. Uh, Emma Roberts age expert, Kieran. Well, okay, let me Don't, qualify that statement. No, that's got a creepy connotation. <laughs> because she was born in nineteen eighty one, the movie came out in two thousand one, so that was the year of her tenth birthday. So but she may not have been ten when the movie was made. Did you say hold on, did you say eighty one and mean ninety one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because you're like, I'm not great at math. 18, 1981 to 2001. This guy, this guy is no Emma Roberts age expert. 
Well, you see, you skipped over the 10 years you traveled forward in time, like in uh, that Terminator TV series. Hmm. Oh, oh, uh, the, 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 um, Sarah Connor uh, Chronicle. That's what it was. Yeah. The one that had the, the lead singer of, um, garbage, garbage as like, uh, the villain who was a T-1000. It was a whole thing. Yeah. And then she wasn't actually the villain the whole time. It was weird. Anyway, yeah. we're getting off base. Any else you want to talk about that night what before I talk about how I have spent we my ever life? been on? Uh, I, I think I think that's the only thing memorable of, of that pub night. Okay. Yeah, everything else I must have repressed. Um, I mean, everything else was fun, but nothing like wild. Oh, so go ahead, Peter. Did I, did I ever tell you guys one of the reasons I left that night when the music was way too loud? No. Yeah, because there. So I, one of the reasons I left was the music was way too loud, and I was like really frustrated. I couldn't have like a conversation because I like just you know sitting and chilling and having conversations, and I constantly being deafened by the karaoke. Uh, yeah. Did I ever tell you guys that one of the reasons I left was I was also having uncontrollable flatulence? No. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm allergic to macadamia nuts because I've had macadamia nuts before, but uh, I had a bunch of macadamia nuts like two days before, and then. I was just gassy as hell that day. It was um, it was pretty bad. You really did like a not quite an Irish goodbye because you announced it, but you like were like I'm leaving. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like I'm leaving now. Goodbye. Well, because I was in constant stomach discomfort while my ears were like in pain, and I was just like, "Fuck this!" Yeah, yeah. He yeah. he jumped on the fart grenade for us. Yeah. yeah. Thank I you. Mean, Thank you for I... your sacrifice, Peter. When four out of seven of your holes are uncomfortable, I get it, man. Yeah, yeah. God. It's too many uncomfortable holes. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. That's uh, an over 50% average. You can't <laughs> yeah, you don't want more yeah. than half your holes being uncomfortable. But I'm never, never again am I going to eat macadamia nuts. Like, I think that's a safe bet. Well, because, like, I, I remembered enjoying them at the time, and now when I think about them, it just immediately make, makes me want to throw up, and I'm just like, well, that's not good. Yeah, that's a bad connotation. Yeah. But uh, so this weekend, the reason I couldn't do Monopoly at all um, was my nephews were in town, which was a nice thing because I haven't seen them, you know, and it gave us a chance because they haven't been to Kelowna since pre-COVID. Oh, shit. It's like three, basically three years. Yeah, right. And they're like 19, so like they can like appreciate stuff. So uh, we went downtown on Saturday in part to hit up twice the dice. I think we've shouted out that. You mean drink. By the way, I like you say appreciate stuff. You mean drink? Well, that too. But yeah. but legitimately, like I went to go like, hey, this is the house you guys lived in when you were like zero to six months old, and like okay, I see. What you and mean. and yeah, now yeah. they're like old enough that like they care. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not like a whatever conversation. It's like oh shit, cool. Yeah, they don't remember it, of course, because you know why would they? That would be terrifying to remember when you're six months old. Yeah, I would hate it. But um. Yeah, so we went to Twice the Dice. I can't remember if we talked about that place before. In passing, but yeah. go ahead and, yeah. and say it again. Local uh, board game cafe, highly recommend it. Pretty good service, just a $5 cover. Uh, great selection of drinks. Fantastic selection of milkshakes. Mm-hmm. Which is, uh... And we hit up uh, Mosaic Books, you know, classic bookstore downtown. So we were like right in the neighborhood. We could have popped by the stream, but then the yep. stream didn't happen. Yep. You son of a bitch. But you know what else was downtown? Listen, man, I tried. You know what else was downtown that day? So you know how there was... It was the one-year anniversary of the convoy protest in Ottawa. Oh, God. And you know what just came out, like, two days before? The judge's ruling on the on the inquiry into the use of excessive power? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope. And, of course, they were... Trying to make a mountain out of a molehill with what the guy, what the judge said, what is like, like no, no, it was totally justified. So we got to hear a lot of paranoid BS from the QAnon people downtown, and I'm like, oh good, there's a cult. Let's avoid that cult, which was a little annoying because it was by Stewart Park, and I like Stewart Park. Yeah, it's beautiful. So we wandered towards City Park to slowly make our way up to uh, Twisted Dice and Mosaic, and so we pass one cult with a megaphone, and we find another cult with a megaphone. <laughs> Okay. Oh, man. So, there was a guy who really wasn't dressed warmly enough to be outside. 
So I don't know what his plan was. With two other people, he was like, hey, you guys want some granola bars or water or some other thing? He says, via a microphone he has in his hand, <laughs> guess what he wants to do? He wants to tell you about uh, the Lord and Savior? Yep. Ah, oh, nice. Pretty much hit it verbatim. Peter, I've already apologized to you for this. I don't know what you want from me. <sighs> My favorite part is uh, when we walked away, uh, he was. I was. He, he mutters into the microphone. I just want to tell you guys <laughs> this: the Savior, and I'm like, oh my god. So we met the most like insecure cultist. I love I love passive aggressive soapboxing. Yeah, I'm, like that's my favorite thing. <laughs> Feel you need to lure people in with something better than granola. Well, well my favorite no part was later like, on. Ooh, granola. We were walking out downtown later after the fact, and we're like, oh, I should get some water, and, and it's like, ah, oh, damn it, where's that cultist with the water bottles? Yeah, when when do we do now? You know. Yeah. We were just killing we time until we can turn crazy into, wa- into you, water. Yeah. You should have lured the QAnon into the Christians. And well, it was them... three Christians against. I could, it was probably like 30, 40 QAnon. Well, with the power of God, yeah. I feel yeah. like it evens it out. Yeah. <laughs> like, this was a decently attended Q protest, not the usual Saturday one, because, like, you know, it was like the one year but, anniversary. But I, I feel like like QAnon versus like the the crazy Christians is kind of like a Zerg rush versus some Protoss. Like, yeah. you don't actually have to have as many units of the Protoss. <laughs> they just need the hand yeah. of God. I mean, oh, yeah, absolutely. If they were QAnon, I mean, most of them were probably what, like sixty three years old. There was a lot of old people there. Yeah, it's yeah. just people whose grandkids won't talk to them anymore. Yeah. I saw a lot of pictures of, of old people in lawn chairs, and I'm like, yeah, you fight that power. Yep. Sitting down and listening. Yeah, it's either in lawn chairs or, like, in their cars, so they don't have to get out. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, stand. This, this this is a huge aside, but talking about a lot of people versus, like, a few people that have God on their side, did you, any, either of you guys ever play Rise of the Triad? No. Okay. No, what's this? So, 90s Doom clone shooter. But the thing I always love about that game is it had a god mode. And, like, normally god mode in a video game means you're invincible, right? Yeah. So this does that, but it also <coughs> gives you a glowing hand that when you... So when you shoot, it just goes, oh, and unleashes a holy beam of light that bounces across the screen and kills everybody. Oh, Jesus. Nice. I'm going to no, become god. the atheist video game developer... And if people put input the god code, it just makes, instead of making them all powerful, it just makes their character not exist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll pub, show them. That? This, this came up at the pub. What was that, like, Jesus Christ RPG that's coming out? Oh, oh yeah, that it. you were showing me? The one that looks like it Assassin's looks like, Creed? It looks like Skyrim. But, yeah, it's like Assassin's Creed Skyrim, but with Jesus. And, like, the the quest, in the trailer, the quest markers are hilarious, because it's like, it's like talk. It's like the quest line is the Last Supper. It's like talk to all the uh, disciples. Yeah, like, yeah it's like showing Jesus walking up for dinner. And Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, and then like the the screen is it's like first person, so it's not like Assassin's Creed in that respect. It was just like the setting and the graphics that sort of look yeah. like it. But it's like first person, but your hands are glowing and you're walking around like this. Yeah. And, it looks... and like like there's like the. There's like the teach a man to fish thing, and it's yep. like you like summoning fish from the water. And like... I'm watching the development developers blog number twenty seven where they show the healing mechanics. Oh, cool! Um, yeah, I was saying it would be exciting if it was an Assassin's Creed game, and you were either you had to kill Jesus, uh, you were yeah you were playing as Judas, and you have to kill Jesus. Well, and I doubled up on that word. It would be great to have Jesus on the cross, and then you run and do, like, the aerial, like, in the side, and just keep going. <laughs> yeah. You, you requiesce. That's the real like, lance of my Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, I just, the yeah, the image, the image of Assassin's Creed, like, wrist knifing Jesus is so funny yeah. to me. And him just being like, ah. But like I, I'm more thinking like the visual of just before where it's him on the cross yeah. and you have the midair like dive that the assassins do with the, with the blade out. Yeah. Uh, like just another note to Chris: flying. as funny as it would be to call this episode "Assassinates Jesus," also probably a bad idea. Pro- probably a bad call. Yeah. Yeah. 
Even worse yeah. is my idea for a sequel set in a religion uh, 600 years later or so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I transcribed the literal word of God. What does it say? You'll never know. <laughs> I just want, I want Judas to be edgy and tell Jesus that everything is true and nothing, everything is permitted, nothing is true, nothing is true, everything is permitted. Yeah, every, not, I, yeah no, nothing is true, everything is permitted. Yeah. Jesus is like, what the, f- God, what about God? You're like, oh shit, yeah, no, he, uh, Sorry, God's actually just an alien guy. I mean, here's the thing. If we actually want to follow the Assassin's Creed lore, this is going to get crazy. Yeah. Uh, Jesus would be a hybrid between the Isu and human. Yeah. Right? True, uh, true. Of the, like, the, 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 those who came before technology and stuff like that. Like, that's technically what Jesus would be. Holy shit. Have, have they, cl- I'm looking up, have they clarified what Jesus was in the Assassin's Creed lore? <laughs> Assassin's who is, who is Creed. Jesus in Assassin's Creed? Jesus. I'm just, I'm just well, thinking about... I'm just thinking about what would happen if you made a silver bullet out of some of Judas's silver. Oh, God. What would happen if you shot a werewolf with that? Would that make it even more powerful, or would it kill it extra dead? Uh, his miraculous powers were, discover- were, were discovered to, to be due yeah. to possessing ancient technology from the Isu. Technology from the Isu, <laughs> including the Shroud of Eden. Yeah, he... Yeah, so he... W- Sorry. He had just Isu technology, and uh, that's why they're saying that he did all these things. Mm. So what you're saying is Jesus played chess. What? Yeah. All right. There's a chess motif in one of the Assassin's Creed games. I forget which one. Now. Anyway. Two? That might have been. Anyway, uh, yeah, so that was my Saturday. And then Sunday we escaped a escape room uh, with a music Congrats. to now, did you? Was it an escape room, or was this just a third cult you encountered? That you yeah, had yeah to no, no. From? <laughs> These were the ones of. Um, it sounds like they were culturally appropriating some ancient Aztec stuff. I was really uncomfortable, and then I had to escape oh, a God. tomb. It was a whole thing. We had to set up the yeah, idols. Yeah, 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 yeah. nasty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where was that at? Uh, experience Kelowna. Experience, yeah, I've done that before. It's pretty cool. Yeah, because there's experience and there's exit. Because there's two escape room companies in Kelowna. Yeah, because we're big enough for that. <laughs> yep. But we still That's can't a... get a Dondos, apparently. What's a Dondos? Nondos. Nondos. Oh, I thought I heard a Dondos, and I was like, I've never heard of this. Dondos is the Italian uh, subsidiary of Nondos. Mm. Mm. Nondos is pretty good. Like, for fast food, for, like, a chain, yeah. it's pretty good. Yeah. I still think I, pre- I would prefer Barcelos, even if Nondos did show up, but I'm just pissing we don't have a Nondos. Uh- I remember when I was. You just want their option. When I was in Bangladesh, a girl was like, "I'm going to take you to a fancy dinner," and she took me to Nando's. Well, she didn't lie about Ooh, one la, of la. those words. Yes, it was a dinner. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> bad. I was just like, "You taking me to a freaking chain restaurant? Are you kidding me?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it, I, yeah, Nando's. I imagine wouldn't even be that regionally different. Like at least. When you go to like McDonald's in Japan or something, yeah, no, like, it was oh, just can... like the Portuguese peri peri chicken. Yeah, yeah, it's like at least when you go to the one in Japan, it's like oh, you can get an ebby patty or something. Uh, ebby means prawn. Sorry, I'm mm-hmm. being needlessly weeby. I I saw a tweet today that unsettled me, mm. which is um, and it's not like entirely true, but part of it is, which is like. McDonald's doesn't taste like beef or chicken. It tastes like McDonald's, and I don't like that the sentence registers in my brain. I wouldn't know. I haven't been to McDonald's since I was seven. That seems impossible. I, I, uh, okay. There's a backstory here, and it was that when I was like six or seven, they kept giving me pickles on my burgers, and I was like, I, I, I didn't like pickles then. I love pickles now, but back then I was like. Okay. Final straw. I am never going back there, and I haven't. I've never gone back to a McDonald's since I was seven years old because they put pickles on my burgers a few too many times. Nice. And actually, God, you are the most uppity child. <laughs> no, oh, <right>? Jesse, <laughs> what do things my oven can do? Dehydrate food. <laughs> I mean, technically, all ovens do that if you crank it high enough. Yeah, no, but it has a it has a, a dehydrator setting. 
All right. So some, is this a new oven, or are you just flexing on an existing oven? No, no, it's 100% a new. I literally bought it um, yesterday. Okay, now I was like, you're really hot on this oven, and like, I'm not sure <laughs> if this is like a well, new oven. Well, if you sit on top of the oven, you'll get hot too. Okay, please. <laughs> can you fucking not? <laughs> yeah, you can make garlic, garlic knots in that thing. That's nice. Uh, you could make black garlic. Mm, that's true. Black garlic. Yeah. Wait, didn't hold on? Didn't someone on this podcast be cured and have a bad black garlic story? Yes. Someone had a story where black garlic went wrong. Yeah, I used too old black garlic, uh, and then it gave me food poisoning. But right. it is good otherwise. Now, did it make okay. you fart like that time I was at uh, karaoke? No, it, it just made me vomit a bunch. Mm. No, that's disappointing. No, sorry. Now, would you, would you say after all the vomiting, you were dehydrated, and thus, like the oven, you can be dehydrated by black true. garlic? True, true, true. <laughs> I'm just saying if you wanted I, to I dehydrate, like, pickles or something, because that could be fun. The hydration's the best part of the pickle! No, but, like, dehydrated, it, like, it, it concentrates the liquid, and then you get, like, pickle chips, and they're amazing. Mm-hmm. I, okay, maybe. Maybe I could be convinced. Well, I'm just saying, this could be something we could do for extra life. I, okay, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Anyway. Speaking of which. Yes, that's one of the reasons I brought it up. Uh, so they've announced, uh, so Extra Life United is happening uh, first week of April. And me, my, me, myself, Jesus, me, Nina, Jacob, and his girlfriend Aaron are going to go down. Uh, along with some of the Ohio friends that we've got. And uh, we're going to do uh, another oh. another tournament. Phil and uh, Brames are both confirmed, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and they announced the game roster today of what the tournament games are, and, uh, I'm so excited because every game, like, video game-wise they've announced is just chaos mode games. Like, they're not really games that, you, I guess you can be good at them, but they're, for the most part, like, shit just goes wild and you deal with it, uh, which is Fall Guys, Spider Heck, and, uh, Ultimate Chicken Horse. So, I've been practicing Fall Guys today, and, uh, I'm okay at it. Spider hacks can be weird. I have no idea how, if if it's gonna be good or not. Yellow's got a weird energy where like, the people that show up aren't necessarily good at video games. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. It's just like like they're there for like the the community and the fundraising and stuff like that. And like mm-hmm. like, yeah. But uh, did you we we want to actually list the games? Yeah. So sorry. It's uh, Fall Guys. Spider Heck, Ultimate Chicken Horse, Catan, Sushi Go, a mystery game, and sorry, there's one Liar's more. Dice. Liar's Dice, that's it. So, I'm intrigued at what the mystery game's gonna be. I'm not, like, Liar's Dice, uh, I might practice Sushi Go and, and enter into that, which you and I were talking about that, yep. Peter. Um, and Catan, I'll leave for Jacob to win. <laughs> but, uh, Liar's Dice, I'm not sure if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna enter in on that one. I'm not with them. Is that basically just like the, the game they play in Pirates of the Caribbean? Yes. Cool. That's my point of reference. So it's like cheat or bullshit, right? Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. But you have to. So yeah, that'll be fun. But you have to wear a tentacle beard when you do it. Ah, oh, fuck! I think I can. I think I'll work on that. I'll gr- I'll grow it a full beard and then yeah. make it tentacles. No. Em- Emily, if you ability. can uh, give Phil a tentacle beard uh, to bring with him, that'd be amazing. I'm just talking to people who aren't on the podcast a lot this episode. Yeah, and, and just and just making demands wildly. Yeah. That was probably the most pressure I've put on somebody so far. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's 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 uh I'm excited cuz it's basically a week down in Florida, uh, a day of fun on either side and then the tournament's always just a, a joy. E. Yeah. Maybe this hopefully, time you'll... hopefully we Sorry. I was going to say maybe this time you'll go to Machine Gun America. We'll see. It might not work out schedule-wise. And it's just, it's so expensive and so far. But you get, I, I, I want the man card. But the man card's so expensive. It's like $800 or something like that. It's stupid. I was talking to... The man card, to those who don't know, is uh, you get to fire, like, five different guns of your choice. But then you also get, like, a card given to you showing how much of a man you are. Because you need a card to prove it, right? Absolutely. Otherwise, you're just a pussy ass bitch. Yeah. 
Oh, Florida. Oh, Florida indeed. Except they're also in Vegas. Well, that's basically oh, Florida. That's the one that lets you shoot the Gatling gun from the helicopter. Vegas is oh, basically cool. Florida. Okay. If it was in Florida, it would be the same. But just wetter. Yeah, Florida mm. without water. <laughs> they have water. It's just all in one area powering the whole city. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, specifically over at the Bellagio. Uh, but uh, I saw a great tweet that was like... Um, God, how do they phrase it? It was basically like, Las Vegas sounds like a shitty Dungeon Master's homebrew town. It's like, there's a town in the middle of the desert that's only powered by sin and greed and want. <laughs> and all the buildings are designed to make you lose track of time and how long you've been there and that you never go outside. Yeah, man. Tr- <sighs> okay, where was it? I think it was the Sahara. Was It's the final stop of the monorail in the north end of the Strip. And I was trying to get out of the Sahara to go to the Strat after taking the monorail. <laughs> Finding the fucking exit to the Sahara. Also true for the desert. Machines, right? No, Tough I needed the exit. Oasis. It's pretty big. I was, yeah. I was wandering the fucking yeah. Gobi. That's very far away. <laughs> yes. There's your well, problem. I had the same problem when I got off... Uh, well, I like to imagine you're in the hotel lobby and you see on the horizon like a shimmer that looks like a door and you run towards it and then it's just more slot machines and you're like, no, fuck! No. no, I think that's where I found Chickies and Pete's. I think I showed you that photo. Right. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. hallucinated having money that I didn't lose on gambling. Yeah. Um, or even if you win the money, I... you end up getting COVID. Yeah. If you guys don't have something, I have some Vegas. breaking news. Breaking news. Well, he does have one other thing, but you can go first. Just in. Warner Bros. We are revamping the Lord of the Rings film franchise. Fuck. So aggressive, just this one. I can't I've been reading this while you were talking. I can't parse if it means they're, like, rebooting the movies. I've read this a bit. So, from what I understand, they're, they've they bought the film rights to the Lord of the Rings franchise. That doesn't inherently mean that they're doing mm-hmm. other Lord of the Rings movies. But films set in Tolkien's world, world from my understanding, are now under Warner Brothers' purview. Uh, there was one specific yeah. interview with Jackson saying that he's waiting to hear from Warner Brothers. And the way he phrases it, it sounds like there was like prior conversation about like because all this says is adaptive rights deal for books including the lord of the rings and the hobbit i don't know if that means and the books means also maybe the silmarillion because if they just have lotr and the hobbit they can't do anything that hasn't already been done and if they're rebooting lord of the rings possibly one of the worst ideas you could go for yeah. Oh my god. Well, but here's the here's the thing. They need to tweak a couple things, uh, like the ghosts, and they need to add Tom Bombadil. What about the ghosts? Uh, my understanding is that they don't fully yeah. storm through. Yeah. Well, I think they only take out the ships in the book, right? Yeah. yeah. And also, they need that was, to. That was my that was my one nerdy nitpick, and then I wanted to add Tom important. Bombadil on top of that. There's also the, the there's also the scouring of the Shire. Um, and also, yeah. Arwen can't be the person who helps them get. Well, that'd be into, too woke uh, now. I, That's too woke now. I forget the it, name. Uh, or whatever it is. So, no, it's it's Glorfindel that helps them get to Rivendell. Right, Glorfindel. He, he's pretty cool, but he's not really a character. He's just sort of like a guy. Uh, well, see, is Glorfindel the I guy want, who fought I want dragons? A Tom Bombadil movie. Yeah, just a Tom Bombadil solo film. Yeah, I want that. Dude, you know it would be great. And you know who to, who to cast as Tom Bobadil? Fucking Chris Pratt. Okay. I was going to say myself. Brian Cox. If Chris Pratt, if Chris Pratt Why, is Brian in Cox Lord is great. of the Rings, I'm going to become like a suicide bomber. No. What if he plays a dwarf? But it's David versus Goliath. Oh. I don't want him in there. I, God. 
God, the dialogue in the terminal list was so fucking bad. Yeah, I didn't even watch it. I just watched the trailer and went, nope, I'm good. I I did watch it. Uh, I thought the dialogue was horrible. The actual plot isn't bad or nearly as, like, racist as they make it sound. Like, they make it sound like it's a hate crime. It's like, no, it's just he's he's fighting terrorists from the actual Middle East. So it's like, uh, yeah. But the dialogue is horrendous. But yeah, anyways, it seems like this is going to be all built under the name Middle Earth Enterprises. So it looks like they're trying to do a franchise thing. Um, yeah. I mean, and there's a lot of untapped are. stories in Lord of the Rings that even even Rings of Power, they only have the permission to do the second age up to the rings, right? Like, they have a weird thing that... Yeah, the they only have the appendices. The state was, like, So they can't do on, anything right? in the Cimmerillion. They can kind yeah. of mention it, sort of. Um, yeah, so, like, that's... But this doesn't even say if they got this. There. Like, that would be the most notable thing, if it mentioned. But I have seen nowhere them mentioned they have the rights to the Cimmerillion. Um, because yeah. otherwise, if they're just rebooting Lord of the Rings... Like I said, awful idea. I do Yeah. I mean, here, here's a question. Is there, like, because we're now 20, yeah. 20 years on from that franchise, mm-hmm. right? Um, is there a point where there is value to reboot that? No. Maybe, I'd say, like, it could do with, like, a remastering, like, maybe fix up some of the graphics or something, like the cave troll, some of the Moria sequences. Um, it could use some, like, CGI sprucing up in a few places, but other than that, it pretty much holds up. So, I, I'm just, and I'm, yeah. I'm not challenging, I'm actually just debating, because it's, it's I'd fun say to talk about this. Like, once, is there any, like, like, script, direction, acting, like, like, is there a point where we're like, like yeah, maybe another 20, 30 no, years from now, years. when, like, Ian McKellen is dead and everyone else is, like, 80 years old. Uh, yeah. yeah. Then we'll actually have the gay sex we needed in, in the original yeah. trilogy. Oh. And maybe they'll finally have the Balrog not have yeah. wings. Have yeah. you seen it's that annoying. debate? Which is insane. <laughs> but, like, in the book it says it has wings. It's I like winged shadow. But that doesn't mean it, like, necessarily has wings or if it just has shadows that look like wings. Yeah. I'm just saying, Tolkien wasn't fucking Lovecraft. He tends nah, to he's, describe he's things pretty anti-description. He, he doesn't like using any description at all. Uh, he doesn't describe anything. Certainly not trees or mountains or yeah, hillsides no. or rustic feasts you eat with your dwarf buddies. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Peter, I don't know if you're aware of this. There's been like a, an, an upset online of Tolkien fans debating whether Balrogs have wings. No, I missed that. I'm just thinking about Gan- them doing a version of Lord of the Rings where the Flame of Arnor Gandalf uses against the Balrog is now just a grenade launcher. Oh, I'm down for I that. Want, I mean, yeah, the, yeah they're going to make Frodo and Sam actually gay this time. Instead of just extremely I'm seeming. I'm fine with that, too. Yeah, There's going to be like a sensual love friends. scene <laughs> between hobbits. What do you think is the worst scene in the Lord Oof. of the Rings trilogy. I should have an answer for this. Hold on. Yeah, I should too. I've not thought of one, so like, but it's, it's an interesting. I mean, and, and, and oh. let's, let's say, because I, I have one, but it's in the extended cut, so I don't know if that necessarily counts, because it was technically cut from the theatrical. Like It, it hit the editing room floor. Uh, it's when fucking Merry and Pippin drink water and get tall. Uh, that's actually, that's in the books. I know. The, I, I, I'm not water. saying it's not. I'm saying it's, it's just a it's magic a, it's tree a bad water. Scene. It's pretty sick. Um, yeah. I, I have an answer. I have an answer. Uh, it's when Gollum plants the bread on Sam. <laughs> I thought that that whole scene was very awkward. He's yeah, yeah. Frodo turns on him real quick. Yeah, Frodo's I, like, <laughs> yeah, you fat piece of shit. You would steal food. <laughs> I, it's. Yeah. I would have I would have preferred if they handled that differently. Oh, dang it! I I do have. I, I no, think go it, ahead, Jesse. I'm thinking. I, I think as time has gone on, I've fallen out of love of the uh, Smeagol. No, that's Gollum great. Scene. I love that scene. Oh, really? I, I, I just I like I 
I don't hate it, but like I definitely don't enjoy it as much as when I first saw it. But what if it was Snoke talking to his character from Andor? Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. I've in that franchise twice now. Yeah. God damn it. I mean, there are scenes I don't like. Um, I mean, there are a few Legolas scenes I'd get rid of, like the skateboarding and the riding the Moomakill. Uh, those are kind of oh, annoying, yeah. but that's not a big deal. I'm trying to think of, like, an overall scene, because I do have issues. I'm just, like, having trouble remembering. Yeah, because even what you moments. mentioned, like, those aren't really scenes. Yeah. Those are, like, shots pieces. Like, yeah. I need to yeah. I need to, I need to. to edit that scene where Legolas surfs to uh, Top Secret's skeet surfing song. Mm. I mean, if you're talking about moments, like, I, I always hated... Just because, like, it's a very tense moment, and I understand they need levity in moments, but it... it the old man letting loose at Helm's Deep. I've always been like, alright, like, building up this huge, like, war's about to happen. This old guy's like, oh, fuck! And then, like, kills an orc, and like, That was the commander's fault for having them all draw. I don't remember hold. that part. You know? Yeah, it's like they, they draw and they like, hold for fucking ever. And then it's like dramatic shot, dramatic shot, dramatic shot. And the old guy like, shit, let's loose. And just fucking hits an orc in the throat and falls down dead. And then the battle starts. Right. I forgot about that part. Yeah. Oh! The the torchbearer getting killed. That was a little awkward. Oh, like when he runs up, when he's running yeah, towards the, I... the bomb? Because it ultimately ends up going flying and the physics don't really make sense. I, I, I maybe would have handled that different. I would have been just Adam. Legolas miss. can't miss. That's his biggest bag fumble, though, that moment. No, no, no. It's Legolas. He's not, he's not in the Hunger Games. Yeah. Um... Yeah, but you know what? As I'm saying this, you're right. Like, remaking this film. There aren't really terrible... Like, like, there are, like, tones. And I think they, like, make Gimli too much of a goofball. Um, Yeah. Mm. Like, the ghosts thing, I think, is kind of shitty that Jesse complained about. There there are, like, moments. But, like, overall, I don't have a ton of complaints. (laughs) I love the ghost taking out the only thing. the only thing, at least... I've not read the books in so long. I feel like once Frodo and Sam get to Mordor, it goes a little fast. I remember them struggling mm. to get across Mordor. It, yeah, that's true. It's just those are also what people generally consider to be the hardest parts of the book to get through because it is literally just Tolkien dwelling on his remembrances of like World War One battlefields of like marshes of human blood and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's a, a slog, slog to read because it's just yeah, them they're, walking they're... endlessly through like yeah. swamps. Um, I don't. Yeah. Better or worse than Melville when he talks about playing um, the whales? That's hot. I don't know what your issue is. Um, share the load. <laughs> God damn it! How did I not think of that pun? Uh, <laughs> Uh, maybe change change back Faramir's characterization. I I know they try and give him... In the movies, they make him go like, I'm gonna take the ring. Never mind. No, I'm not. Because in the books, he's just like, yeah, my brother was stupid to try and take the ring. But that doesn't give him a character arc. People love character arcs. Well, because they made Boromir Well, he was like that. He did want to take the ring. Well, I know. That's the thing. But, like, they... They handled Boromir really mm-hmm. well in the films. Well, that's and boy, boy, by Sean Bean's excellent performance. Yeah, he was really yeah. good as Boromir. I mean, I, I think they could they could like expand or improve upon. Not saying like the opening of the Lord of Things is great, where they explain the backstory yeah. of like the War of the Ring, but the actual like war, I don't, the, you could embellish that a bit because it is just like. Man made a ring, and uh, now all the armies are there. Man, that's fucking crazy, right? <laughs> like, it just kind of starts. And it then does sort of rely. Yeah, and then maybe just... I don't know. This is just like it doesn't exist anymore. But like everyone, even if you hadn't read the books, sort of had like a general cultural knowledge of what Lord of the Rings was. But, but maybe yeah. that's not true yeah. for like Gen Z now. I would I would think not. No, because e- even then, like I think people had a cultural knowledge of, like, The Hobbit existing 
as mm-hmm. the first thing and the Lord of the Rings being the sequel. And I think now most people think the Hobbit mm-hmm. is a spinoff of Lord of the Rings. E- yeah, I don't know. It, yeah, ter- if they remake it, starring Stephen like, Colbert, trying to improve on any particular aspect of it, their chances with like how they're going to go into it, it are, are just so abysmal on making any sort of improvement. I also think, I think the business model now is is bad. Just the way they make movies. Like, I think part of what made Lord of the Rings so successful is they shot all three at once. And it they was went, like we're making three movies. It like, was, they had a hundred million dollars for like all three, which is like nothing for a budget compared to nowadays. But they like stretched that shit, and it was yeah. a you know a passion project that they'd worked on for like a decade before they even got to make it. Yeah, but but what I mean is like like it was all greenlit at once and fundamentally prepped and worked on as once. Whereas, I mean, part of what made the, and this is different because you're writing new material, but part of what made the Star Wars trilogy fall, the new ones fall apart is like oh, no God. fucking plan. You were kind of making like changing plans as you're going, you know, certain movies like get greenlit. Like when they made hunger games, for example, they greenlit the first one, then the second one, then the third one, it wasn't like a series order. And you can kind of have, the the cohesive feel of the yeah. Imagine that way. they're like we've we've chosen our directors. Each star, each Lord of the Rings movie will be directed by a different director first. Uh, what's no? What's it? Who's Zach the guy Snyder. who did the Star Wars movies? J.J. <laughs> Abrams, then Ryan J. J. Abrams. Uh, Johnson. Yeah, Johnson. yeah. If they Ryan did J.J. Abrams, yep. then Ryan Johnson, and then we're gonna have <clears throat> then. Then we're gonna have Kellen Trevorrow and go. Just kidding. Yeah, we fired yeah. him. Bring back his him. movie. <coughs> I mean, yeah, after yeah. Book of they're Henry, like he's actually fuck. too weird. We we need to yeah, bring yeah. back JJ, and he'll make the dumbest movie ever. Somehow, <laughs> Sauron returned. <laughs> but wait, wait! Didn't Sauron die in the last movie? No, that was uh, that was um, oh shit! Like that was Bauron. No, it was Mel- that was Melkor. Melkor, yeah. No, and then it's like like the witching is on the fucking Nazgul. They, like, they fly now. <laughs> I say that. I say. I didn't hate no, that so line, bad. honestly. I don't know. I'm not. I'm. I'm between you two on it. I, it I like it has like stuck it, in my mind where world. occasionally I'll like just unrelated to that. I'll be like da 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 about random stuff, just using that cadence. I thought yeah. the flashlight joke was dumber than the they fly now bit. Yeah. I like I like thinking of uh, after seeing Frodo off at sailing to the west. He's like, Sam well, that just happened. That crotchy that that cr- that crotchy old man who who loves fireworks, but not everything sees him. It's like, hey, you, what's your name? <laughs> and he goes, Sam. Sam what? <laughs> Sam Skywalker. And then the movie just ends. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, if they announce yeah. that J.J. Abrams was directing, the internet will go insane. Mm. No, I want a trilogy where the first one is Gus Van Sant. <laughs> <laughs> Bear with me here. Fellowship is done by Gus Van Sant. <laughs> <laughs> then Two Towers, obviously a darker film, right? Yeah, uh, would be done by. Uh, uh, you bull. I was gonna then, say Sam Raimi. <laughs> no, Sam Raimi's Return of the King, my friend. Don't you, don't you mistake that. Cause and then Santa. a fourth movie, a fourth movie, which is just the Scouring of the Shire. Yeah. I don't know who's gonna direct that one. I mean, like this for me, but um, Tarantino, <laughs> Quentin not? Tarantino, Scouring of the Shire of the Shire. Oh no, Quentin Tarantino could take what's supposed to be like. 20 minutes of screen time and turn it into a full film. Yeah. He is one of the most superfluous directors, and yet I do like his superfluousness compared yeah, to some other Yeah, he could directors. do a council, like a film that's just the Council of Elrond and somehow make it interesting. Just people talking to yeah. each other. I, yeah, but who would Sam Jackson Saying play? Saying racial slurs for elves. I mean, fuck, Sam Jackson... God, who could Sam Jackson play in Lord of the Rings? I mean, Elrond would amazing. not be terrible. <laughs> no. <laughs> Although Gandalf would be great, like, too. If if he played it straight, like, if he played Elrond, like... 
Yeah, of course. Because he can do it. He'd be a decent decent Sam Jackson. He'd be a fun S- Saruman. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, any of the stately wizards or like serious or like old elves or he would he would do a great job. Oh, but then he'd have to be Saruman the White and there'd be all that <laughs> awkward racial connotation. And then and then he becomes Saruman of the many colors. Because yeah, he's LGBTQ yeah, yeah. friendly now. Uh, he's gone woke, folks. And we don't like it. Yeah. But Sam Jackson also loves uh, hentai. You know, he, he said that in an interview. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He adds it on too. It's not even like brought up. He's like, he's like, I watch all sorts of types of porn. Very hentai cool. too. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, sorry. I watch anime. Hentai too. Like he, wow. he absolutely oh, he knows what he's talking about. Throws it. I was gonna say, you know, like, I mean, if oh, he's watched well, he's high school Afro, DxD, Afro Samurai. High school DxD pretends not to be hentai, but we know it's hentai. Um, yeah. I will say, I hate to be a, a that's a fair, dad, but I do uh, it's it's, it's past oh. time. Damn it, right. Debbie. So, um... wow, we really went on a <laughs> on a tangent on this one. Yeah, all the best episodes do. Oh yeah, you didn't even get a t- chance to talk you about didn't even the, get to the film. Roast Chris. Oh, basically, I'll just say it's a ten cents thing. Um, the Okanagan Screen Awards is uh, this weekend, and uh, Metric Entertainment has Teddy, which is one of the selections, mm-hmm. and so hopefully it uh, it does well. And yeah, so this weekend, uh, myself, Jacob, and a couple others are gonna be schmoozing uh, at the at the Screen Awards. And, and when uh, are we gonna do Garcy's Wing? I gotta figure it out. Our schedules have been fucked, but I'll figure it out. <sighs> Tell me. Okay, folks. Well, I will let you um, know. All there is left to say is outro. Three, two, one. Dipstick, trash bag, shatterproof glass. Jailpipe, tread like grease and chrome. Front bumper, universal bearing, aerial brake shoe, shock absorber. Is, uh, is Chris done in your fryer yet, or is he still cooking? I, I set I, I set the rotisserie to go, so we'll find out. Bye. Cool, cool, cool.